You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 62 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP Jeff Willinger. <laughs> Hey, it's Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here today with Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Christian. Thanks for having me, buddy. Good it's great. You again. It's been great having you out. I think I've been harassing you about this for well over a year. You know, you've had a lot of iterations of this thing that we're doing, and it's sort of, uh, I'm always like, wait, we've done this, but there's always new yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah that. that's true. You know, that was a long time ago, Jeff. I, that other interview, for, for those that are wondering, that was the Digital Sack Lunch Series back that I started when I was with Acceler. That was back in like 2014, I think, when I interviewed, maybe 2013. I wow. think 2013. So it's been a while. It's time to refresh. For people that don't know the, the Jay Willie, why don't you introduce yourself, Jeff? Legend in my own mind. Of course. Willinger, um, gosh, I am currently with CloudScale, uh, and Christian, I think I might have mentioned that to you. Um, it's, a, it's a weight loss organization, correct? It is a weight loss organization. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, one of my friends, uh, was, uh, I was talking about a construction company that I'm doing work with, and she said to me, is that, do they construct websites? And I'm like, uh, you know what? All those website companies, they're called like Willinger Digital, Buckley Digital, not Buckley Construction. If it's Buckley Construction, you're not going to be thinking that Christian Buckley is building websites. You're going to be thinking maybe he could put an addition on my house. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, I have to say though, so, so I've got a, a son who is a real estate agent and works for a real estate investment company uh, here in the Salt Lake area. And uh, so he's, because uh, he has a bunch of the tech chops and has done technical support and was an Office 365 support guy um, for, for a while at one of his companies. And, and he's now doing a bunch of stuff around tech and investment uh, and really looking at what's happening in that space. Because in real estate, I mean, there's actually some really cool technology, especially in the AR, VR realm that's being uh, utilized and built out, like IP that's being built by a lot of these companies. Not only is that cool, it's like the future and the future is finally coming here. We've been talking about it for years, but when I hear stories like that, it just makes me believe, hey, it's here. Well, you know, it was the first thing I thought of, uh, what was it, Build 2018, I think, where they showed those two supply chain kind of operational manufacturing type uh, uh, you know, uses for augmented reality where you could, uh, uh, one of the examples was um, like in a warehouse, a guy has this huge piece of machinery, multiple tons, and he was able to use the uh, schematics and the layout of the floor and, uh, and figure out not only where to place this piece of machinery on the floor, but whether he would be able to move it with a forklift down certain aisles and turn it to get it in place in that location and was able to walk in real time with the, uh, with the VR headset, but looking at it in this augmented. So looking at the real world and this object, this three-dimensional holographic object, and then place it there and say, hey, this is the right path. Here's the right destination for that. And my first thought was, was real estate, was 
visual designers, you know, interior designers, uh, construction companies that be able to go in there. No longer it's like, here, look at my computer screen of what your interior will look like, but put on the headset and walk through what your house will look like. That's pretty amazing. And, and we're here. I mean, it's, it's happening. Companies are building that. It's really expensive right now, but those costs are going to come down. Agree. Agree. So what, what, are you, what are you often talking about? What are kind of your topics that so, you're presenting so, on? So I'm the big three. And I'll start with probably the lowest on my totem pole. The lowest would probably be actually uh, looking at your t-shirt there. Uh, streams, right? Um, I, I, as soon as I saw iStream, stream, I didn't even look at the bottom of it. I knew it was a Microsoft production. Yeah. Um, it's a, I guess I should stand and let, let the world see the rest of it. So yeah, this is for the, the stream team was giving these away. I can't remember where, where I got this. Was it it, was it at build or inspire or I, you know, I don't remember. Maybe it was a SharePoint conference where they had a bunch of the stream folks there, but anyway. Yeah. So the future is video, right? I mean, people would much rather, I mean, they might want to listen to us, but they also might want to see your handsome face and they might want to see what we're up to. People like video. They like those, you know, everything from those 30 second clips to, you know, perhaps, you know, 20 minutes or so listening to us rant and rave. Um, so I would say, well, I've been talking a lot about video and really um, creating the digital workspace using video and the various use cases for it because there are so many right now, whether it's, um, you know, the future of chatbots is actually going to be video as well. I know you're like, what? Companies are just starting to use chatbots, you know, here and there and figuring out how to use them. But the use of video, especially from a C-level uh, perspective, having whether it's your CEO, COO, chief digital officer, whoever it is, doing these nice little snippets uh, and easily digestible for the employees. I'm talking about internal communications now. But it's, it, well, it, there's a, so I use an example um, uh, frequently. Um, so I, when I started working for Pacific Bell, many, many, beginning of my career, 25 plus years ago, uh, the, I was taking over for somebody who was retiring and I was literally handed this giant, if everybody remembers the you know, older folks in the audience the, being handed a, that, that three ring giant binder binder and like every, in the Jeff Wendato area. That was yeah, me, me too. I started my no, career. Reason, no, to manufacture those. I had a company called Graphic Packaging. Oh, oh nice. My so, previous, yeah. Unfortunately, I was like the one building, the, writing the content for these things. But anyway, so I get handed this, this binder. And so it's my first week and I'm trying to learn. And I'm just like, like I've got questions. I'm going to this guy who's clearly checked out he's his Friday lunch is he's retiring you know like he told he bought his house in the in Palo Alto in the 70s a little cottage like 800 square feet bought it for like thirty thousand dollars and was selling it for over a million dollars so he was doing okay um, but anyway uh, so he so I would go with these questions It'd be like, it's in the binder. And I go back through the binder and I'm wasting another 45 minutes, an hour. I don't know. I go back to him. And then he, so then he walks through. He's like, look, look at this page, this flow chart. And then he starts explaining it. And I'm writing notes all over the place on the page. I'm like, you left out so much that I missed in this little diagram, this flow chart of this process. And now we have the ability with video um, to go in and capture those kinds of things. 
I remember thinking as I'm talking to him, listening to him, thinking, man, I just wish I had a camera here to capture all this. I'm going to forget. I'm not going to be able to keep up with and capture everything that you're describing here. But that's the, the, the power of video. The difficulty is unlocking the, the knowledge that's within that. And I don't know, maybe you could talk about, like, what are you talking about? What are the, some of the scenarios? How do you get that out with stream? Finding the right content, right? Finding where, you know, again, so I like the analogy of the three-ring binder because guess what the best three-ring binders have, Christian? They've index tabs. So it's all divided, right? The best, the best binders have that. I, I used to make a lot of money. That was my biggest profit margin was on index tabs. Cost me very little, and it brought a lot of uh, value to the customer. Well, guess what? Videos are now indexed. So if a, a CEO is talking about, um, let's, let's spin it positive, not layoffs, um, a hiring, you know, expansion plans, right? And you, all you really care about is listening to that portion of it. You could search on that now and find it easily. So the videos are being indexed and it's easily searchable. That's the future. That's where it gets really powerful. Well, you think about, like Gartner said by the end of 2020 that over 80% of corporate networks would be video-based content. Yeah. So uh, I, I see the progressive organizations, you know, obviously using modern, you know, the modern sites and all, but also incorporating video into their day-to-day, -day, not just a nice to have, but a need to have. It's like that shift. Uh, it's, it's happening, right? People are struggling. Oh, what do I need a bot for? Right now, it's a nice to have, not a need to have. Eventually, I guess it's going to be a need to have. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how you feel. Bots and the intelligent internet were my number one. I didn't get to number two yet. So, um, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's sort of how I feel. And, you know, I didn't really give a proper introduction. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, Christian, but I'm a native New Yorker. Yeah, I... I, I think I, I've heard that about you, yes. All right, but what, you, what a lot of people don't know, well, they do know, a lot of people think that I'm actually from Chicago because I'm a big Cubs guy as well, you know, besides, of course, my beloved Yankees. I always say, who needs the game more? And again, the NFL season is upon us, and we're not going to talk too much about football during this interview, but uh, Bears and Giants for me, and I admit both of those. Uh, New York Giants, uh, football Giants, of course, Chicago Bears, and I'm pulling for the beloved Cubs as well. But a lot of your uh, viewers and listeners might not realize that I actually did make a move to the best coast, and it just so happens. All right. Uh, truth be told. Um, so great that you're able to join the state of California during its decline. Awesome. Good for you. I know, right? I'm like, why, why? I am. I'm born and raised, so I, I can. Right. I left. Everyone living here, it's really expensive. The taxes are out of control. Um, yeah, I guess they call it the sunshine tax, but I don't know. You know, it, it is nice living on the beach, but you know, there's definitely a price to pay for it. Yeah, there's a like I, like I said, I was born in Oakland, raised in the Bay Area. We left California in 2004. I I, I love knowing where stuff is. I love going back and visiting. I mean, I, I certain areas like I love Tahoe. I lived up by Tahoe for for several years. I I'm a I'm a Sierra Nevada guy, you know, and I've been all over. I've summited Mount Whitney twice. And as I say to my wife, I said I would never go back. It's nice to visit. I will never live there again. That's how I feel about New York City. Uh, I would definitely live in Chicago, maybe again. I don't know. 
You know, yeah. once you see this weather, I mean, this is how I go to work every day. Yeah. It, it's hard to go backwards to, to even the, it was the beautiful places. Again, it's nice to go and visit. I know where stuff is. That's good enough for me. But then I'm usually I'm quickly reminded uh, of why I left, you know, yeah. so. But uh, so what's the third thing? So oh, this the second, third thing? So, so number two is, you know, it's turning from a nice app to a need to have search, right? Yeah. I, as a consultant, right, Christian, we talk to clients every day and the number one pain point is search, but it's also the number one thing that they don't do anything about. Even talking about governance plans, right? I ask Fortune 100 companies if they have any sort of governance around their internal you know, collaboration. And the answer is usually, you know what, it's been on the drawing board. And I'm like, you know, it's just one of those things that it's not the sexiest thing to talk about, but it's one of those things that once you have it in place, especially for certain organizations, it changes the face of the organization. So having a great search experience, if you're in IT, you're just like, ah, you know, just keep on looking. But if you're on the business side, you're like, you know what, wouldn't it be nice if the first thing uh, you you were searching for it came up number one. Well, you know, search really transforms organizations. And as new uh, employees come into the organization and it, they have a fabulous search experience, it really changes their outlook on the company. Well, that's always been the problem with knowledge management. The most it's it's not whether everybody knows how to upload a document into a SharePoint portal. Um, the problem is getting the right information at the right time out. And if your system cannot. Uh, it doesn't work if you're not fine-tuning findability of that content. It doesn't matter how much it stores. Its storage is cheap. Uh, you really need to have that search work. Now that's kind of a blend with your first topic, you know, because AI is really driving a lot of the search-based features. And isn't AI just supposed to solve for search? Is it just out of the box? It's just supposed to work? Uh, you know, as more and more companies are experimenting with that, uh, and again, it, everything is leading to my number one thing that I've been talking about, this intelligent intranet. And the intelligent intranet is really driven by machine learning. I remember Naomi was talking about machine learning like five years ago, and I thought, is this really going to take off? And of course, it's like, you know, upon us. Everywhere we go, everything I do is machine learned, right? Everything you do. Uh, and then, you know, adding that sort of chat bot, artificial intelligence. At the end of the day, isn't it to make our lives easier? In but sometimes, sometimes isn't it nicer to go back to that three ring binder and just when it's indexed properly and just go back and just read it there? Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. It's, it's, uh, I was just writing about, um, you know, how, uh, you know, when teams launched, and everybody complained about uh, as the number of teams and channels proliferated and they'd say, I want to be able to archive things What most of what they were talking about when people said archive, that's a legitimate request and there's complexity there, but they were really talking about cleaning up the navigation. One of the more recent features that Microsoft did in teams was that AI based. If you're not using accessing a team very often, it disappears from your navigation. Now you can manually go in and, favorite or unfavorite. They're not gone. You're still part of it. Um, but they, they also changed it. So the, like the, my team's view of the most active where you're being asked to do things then show up within that navigation. Here's the, my complaint about that. I thought those are great because even with my small organization and all of the, uh, you know, the multi tenants that I go into being able to have that blended view across those guest access across those tenants, have them roll up in that navigation. 
if I'm not accessing something very frequently, like I have my accounting team for my project management uh, of my clients, it disappears from my view because I'm not in there every day. Um, it's annoying. I want to be able to pin stuff. So I want the automation unless I don't want it. <laughs> exactly. Well said. Well said. And I feel the exact same thing about Teams. I think that most people that use it as much as we do on a day-to-day -day basis, um, <coughs> they feel the same way. I know I feel the same way. Uh, Teams is an integral part of this future intranet, intelligent intranet, uh, future workplace, digital workplace. Spit out some more, come on, yeah, some more words for it. You know? Yeah, I don't know, there, there are a lot. I mean, if you look, I mean, from what I understand, uh, share, the SharePoint architect may be a thing of the past in the near future. Well, but it was always moving towards that broader, you know, Office 365 administrator, and maybe it's an Office 365 architect, where you can't any longer, some organizations, sure, there's still plenty to do just around SharePoint. But most organizations, the small to mid-sized organizations, you have an admin that owns all of that and uh, Exchange Online and you know, everything else, Teams and, and all the other uh, workloads. And so you need somebody that's able to move between those things. And there's, that's why you have, like I was just looking at some of the new courses out on uh, Pluralsight that have that are broadly focused across that tenant. So it's that tenant admin, it's kind of superseding the individual workload admins. Yes. Agreed. All right. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, so it's interesting around all this stuff and, and you know, kind of back to your, the, the first topic around stream and the importance of video and it plays into both those things. I mean, one of the, uh, you know, kind of going back to that. Well, actually, so I'll bring up one other person, another fellow MVP. So Paul Colmsey um, out of Perth, Australia, for those that don't, don't know Paul, he's done tremendous. He's, he has a, uh, now I just it slipped my mind his his blog cleverworkarounds.com definitely go take a look at that but he's written for years about information architecture and uh, so he actually had a product that's open source now called Glimma that integrated with SharePoint and one of the things that he would do is that he provided these cool little tools that you could go out and find video like on have it out on YouTube or Vimeo or host it on your server or wherever it is and. It, if it were updated, it would have stream in there as well, but that you could go in there and uh, attach tags and, uh, and make artifacts like a two minute segment in the middle of an hour long video and then make that two minute segment as searchable asset within your database. So you can start building out repositories. You go and find relevant content, third party content that's sitting out on YouTube, but you can make it searchable within your knowledge base inside your intranet on that two minute clip with individual tags and you know you could have 10 two-minute clips out of that same hour-long video and have them all tagged and accessible findable in different ways but that's a great example of that's a very manual way of going and tagging those things but which with stream because when you capture the video and it automatically does the transcription and can do the automatic translation of that and then uh, you're not then limited to search within video based on the uh, just the metadata or the naming of that file, but you can actually search based off the context of the discussion in the video and then find those results. That is finally making video a knowledge asset 
in an organization. That's definitely, uh, I mean, that's a big part of what the stream sort of selling point is. I mean, it's still not a mature product, but uh, I like the direction uh, that I've been uh, seeing from the team. Have you tried playing with the live stuff yet? The stream live? I have not, you know, uh, I was using a different product for uh, webcasting. Uh, that you name products on here. We're, we could talk about stuff. No, not, not today. <laughs> Just yeah. say a product that uh, was a leader in the Gartner quadrant. Um, and uh, it, it introduced me to what can be and what world class is. I mean, I do believe that stream will be world class, just like I believe teams will be world class. I mean, right now, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Zoom big time because if you don't have teams, like we could have done this meeting on teams just as easily. Zoom just seems a little bit lighter. Yeah, it's uh, and, and one of the reasons, and just so everybody's aware, and I, I use Zoom, I have an annual license, I do things because I do webinars. And so I can't do that with uh, yet with, with Teams. Um, that's the, the main uh, reason why I will switch over to using Teams when I have that capability. Um, and uh, you know, it, it, just, it just works. It, I, I have it you know, plugged into my Calendly app, which I pay for as well, so that you would go and book this 30-minute, 40-minute you know, session to record this, and it automatically adds to both of our calendars sets up zoom does all of that you don't have that yet with teams and with uh you know with, with stream and yeah. so now uh, when you had uh, i'm sure you tried it uh that amy intranet or amy ax that digital assistant that would email people for you to set up meetings it sounded great the execution not so great when i finally got to the top and was able to use mine Right. You don't want to do it with any major clients. With us, it's fine. You don't want to do it with clients. Well, that's it's funny. It's like I've got a uh, you know a friend. I know you you know him as well, but uh, down L.A. who just absolutely hates the calendar apps. And I'm like, you know, look, I I get it. There's a lot of bad tools that are out there. When it's one on one, it's really easy. You start adding you know three or more people into a meeting and coordinating schedules to get that. It's like there's not a great way of doing that other than let's all jump on the phone right now, look at our calendars together. That's yeah. the most efficient way of doing it. I use, I use fine time, you know. Yeah. It's my fine, fine time is, is what I use for those multiple people as well. I mean, it's again, the one-on-one, -on -one, super easy. There's multiple tools that are out there. This is just the one that, because it integrates with Zoom and with Outlook Exchange, uh, it, you know, it, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, fine time. Yeah, no worries. And, you know, well, just to, uh, Jeff, I, you know, I, I know that we've got a bunch of events and stuff that are going. You're involved with SharePoint Saturday Los Angeles still? Yes, SPS LA, uh, SharePoint Saturday Denver. Um, that is uh, October 12th, looking for speakers. Uh, and then I'm going to be speaking at uh, uh, KM World in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. It's November. been a few years since I've done that, yeah. It's literally it runs parallel to Ignite. So if I get accepted to Ignite, I'm gonna to have to figure out scheduling. Um, if not, I'll probably just be a, K a KM world and try not to have too much FOMO. And then I finally uh, pulled the Christian Buckley and I finally got accepted at European SharePoint Conference. So I'm be going to Prague. So I'll see you in Prague in December. Excellent. I got in again. Yeah, I'm doing Prague and I'm doing uh, going over to London for a few days as well. So that'll be, looking forward to that in December.
Awesome. But uh, so Jeff, I, I, and I know, and, and one other thing I just want to clarify for the world out there, for the people that are uh, misinformed and believe that I'm somehow the king of selfies, Jeff <laughs> is the actual king of selfies there. Oh my gosh, I'm glad we got this recorded. And you are way too humble, because let me tell you something, no one's got that face like you do. You make some amazing faces. I hope not. My clones, I, I mark them up pretty no, well. No, you're, you're terrific at it. I always tell people, you know, pretend you're on a roller coaster and you're going down, you're like, <laughs> the theory. But people want to find out more about you, get in touch with you. What's the best ways that they can reach you? Uh, gosh, my favorite is uh, text message 312-622-2300. I only that, say that. That is a first. Somebody yeah. giving out their their cell phone number. Wow. 312-622-2300. Uh, I'm a big LinkedIn guy, Jeff Willinger, uh, Jay Willie. Tweet at me. I don't read a ton of DMs. Um, yeah. Uh, or, or email. Good. I do love email. Yeah. Well, hey, now that you're closer, you got to come and do uh, our. We, we're we're not doing SharePoint Saturday here in Utah next year. It's the first weekend of February. We're doing uh, Friday three six five. Ooh, I think I was. Well, I was there last year for that. Yeah. So we'll have to. Oh, that's right. That's right. You were out here. So yeah, we're gonna have. We're just doing Friday. So the whole thing, the event at the same location as Saturday, we're gonna be on Friday. So it should be bigger and. I'll be there. So well, I'll submit when it's time. We'll submit. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks a lot for joining, Jeff. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Christian. Wow.